one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Imagine having to deal with an entitled parent who never gets over how wonderful your ex used to be. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, telling my dad's wife she's not my kid's grandma. I told my dad's wife that before she becomes my children's grandma, my husband and I would like to get to know her. Haven't heard from her since. Dad wasn't happy and complained to my older brother about me setting boundaries. He started being childish and was calling me by my maiden name, even though I've been married for a while. When I told him to stop, he then started calling me Mrs. Married Name, sent a package for my daughter, and butchered her first and last name. I tried to tell him her name was spelt wrong and does the same thing again. My dad did message me on my birthday and told me a non-existent birthday present was going to arrive, and it didn't. He messaged me last week asking what my kids' sizes were for Christmas. I got the package today, and he misspelled my married name and my daughter's name. Bought stuff that I'm not even sure we would even use. I did text him thank you and then he called me and pretty much talked to me like nothing ever happened and is doing his sweeping issues under the rug. All in all, very exhausted. In a way it's kind of nice that they want to be a part of their grandchildren's life, but you have to earnestly try before you're ever going to be welcomed, you can't do it through passive aggression and blunders. Also hi, I'm Steven, and if you can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit that subscribe button down below. That said, our next story is, my mother put her religion before her children, and now she's paying the price for it. Well, here goes nothing. I, gender fluid, a female at birth, have just cut contact with my mom after she blew up at me for not relenting to her abuse anymore. I won't share all the gory details, but one of the reasons I'm no contact with her anymore is this conversation. This is a snippet from the contact cutting convo. I say, you always put your religion and your jerk boyfriend before your kids. That's why I'm mad at you. She says, how dare you? Who told you to say that? You're brainwashed. I said, you literally slapped me across the face and told me I'm going to heck for something that I can't control. She says, oh, so I'm the villain for preaching when you decided to be gay. And it went on like that for a while before I hung up. Long story short, I now don't have any contact with either of my parental figures. Just to clarify, I live with my uncle, and this conversation took place over the phone. This next story is, I disowned my entitled mother. So when I was 13 in June of 2017, my mother went to another state so she could be with her boyfriend. I was depressed after that happened. It affected me so badly that I slept in my paternal grandma's room for three months. I felt safer there for a while. I hoped to get a Nintendo Switch for my 14th birthday, but the surprising thing was that my dad got me one with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe in July, a month before my birthday. I was really happy. It was a good distraction from the whole thing. She ended up showing up for my 14th birthday. She got me a really uncomfortable shirt that had a neck collar. It was really uncomfortable, but I ended up getting a new 2DS XL for my birthday. The 3DS that I had was dying and I was really happy. She was on decent behavior until we went to a restaurant and I ended up eating really fast. I didn't eat much. 
and my mother grabbed my arm and said, no, that's the price of being a lady. Later on, on the way home, my mom was starting stuff with my dad and he was like, are you seriously doing this on my birthday? She didn't care. But when I got home, I got some cake and I loved it. A little bit later, my mom told me that she and her boyfriend broke up and she was homeless. At school, I got depressed. One of my teachers noticed and when I told her, she told the principal and she let me stay in her classroom before classes started later on. My principal told my mom that she shouldn't be dumping her issues on me and she said that she would never do that to her son. For some reason, I thought it was normal. I guess I didn't realize it. After that, she made up with him. This went on for years after that. When I was 15, she screamed at me for a week over her troubles and told me that I abandoned her when she left and apparently it got so bad she went to a hospital. I don't know why she was there, she just was. Later on, my grandma took me to my dad's for a little bit and she told him what happened and he got me my favorite pizza and it was a little relaxing after that. For a couple of years, I put up with the verbal abuse, but when lockdown hit in 2020, we didn't get her anything for Mother's Day due to the situation at the time. She threw a fit saying that I didn't love her. I blew up on her and said that she didn't love me. Later on, I ended up having enough and blocked her. I went from blocking and unblocking her and when I did unblock her, it was bad with her verbal abuse. She would tell me that I could do better on my grades when I was a B average and it made me feel like crap. I did block her before my graduation and my maternal grandma was like, you only have one mother, but a teacher told me that I don't owe her anything. I later got a really good job and I ended up buying myself really nice stuff. I was proud that I was able to do that on my own. I felt that I didn't need her and I never did. I'm 19 years old now and I'm in the process of moving out of my paternal grandma's house and getting my own apartment. I hope my mother won't find out where I'm going to live because I don't want anything to do with her now and I'm happier now than I ever was with her. I hope to soon find peace in the future. Definitely the recurring theme here is that this mother seemed to be dragging OP down. It's nice to see OP not cave in considering it's their mother. Our next story is, my mother threw the biggest fit when I wouldn't name my child what she wanted me to. This one happened about 14 years ago now. I, then a 21-year-old male, and my wife, then 22-year-old female, were happy to announce that we were expecting our first child. We'd been trying for a while and had been told by the wife's doctor that she had some complications that would make it very difficult for her to conceive. I don't remember what the issue was, but it wasn't impossible, just difficult. We had basically given up on trying. We were just enjoying our lives together and having the back burner, hoping that it might happen one day, and it did. We were both overjoyed and terrified. Nothing is as real as finding out you're expecting child number one, and it can be a lot to take in at once. Everyone is excited, congrats all around, my parents' first grandchild, etc. My dad was probably the most wholesome I'd ever seen or heard him be when we told him the news. My mom was over the moon too, at first. After the first couple of months, we started really trying to hunt down names. We'd already considered and rejected the idea of naming our son after really any family member. We just weren't interested in that. We both subscribed to the idea that the sound of a name is important. Your name is your very first impression people will have of you before even looking in your eyes. They can already have an opinion of you, and we wanted it to be a good one. 
I won't give details of what name we chose or what names we rejected. I'm not trying to bash on anyone's name, and I think now that actions are much more important than how a name sounds. When we told the families what we had decided to name him, one person took umbrage with our choice. Of course, my mom. According to my mother, at least one person in each generation needs to have the name. It's the family name, she practically wailed at me when I wouldn't budge. It's the same name I gave you. For the record, I don't like my first name and I'm never called by it. I'm mostly called by nicknames or my last name, never my first. I don't hate it, I just don't feel like it suits me or my personality. It's not a silly or archaic name, just not for me. It turned into quite a thing. I can't really remember all that she said, but suffice to say, we were the biggest traitors to the family, and we were tearing down tradition. She blamed my wife, saying that she had brainwashed me into it and all that. I was the one who came up with a name that we wound up going with for him. Well, I talked to my grandma, and she said that the name wasn't really the name. It was her husband's name, and she named one of her sons the same. My mom named me with it and decided it was tradition. We had several months of no contact after that because, frankly, we didn't want to have to deal with her BS. I just will never get over anybody dying on the hill of feeling like they're entitled to a say in what you name your child. Our next story is, my entitled mother kicked me out because I talked about my S assault. Now I'm even more depressed. I, 20-year-old female, live with my boyfriend, 24-year-old male, for one year now. Let's call him A. My parents are divorced and I grew up with my mother. I have four siblings, 25-year-old female, 23-year-old female, 22-year-old male, and 12-year-old male. When I was 16, I started dating A and my best friend at the time didn't appreciate him. She started messing things up, mainly by talking crap about him to my mom and siblings. At 17, I was kicked out after going off on my mother and sisters about how they've been acting towards me and how they appreciate my best friend more than me. My mom said that A would only put me in danger and won't stand up for me as my family would. I told her that I've been assaulted multiple times by her cousin and that she didn't even care once about the multiple times I tried to end things. All she cared about was her reputation. My sisters quickly backed up my mother and told me to stop lying and called my mother's cousins to tell him about it. I told my sister she's well aware of what I'm talking about as she had gone through it too. She denied everything and my mom told me to leave. It's now three years and I miss them a lot. I sometimes want to go back home but I see their Facebook and Instagram posts. My mother's cousin is more present there as if after what I told them they grew closer. This is killing me even more. I don't know if it's because they feel like they're part of a clan or they don't want to rock the boat, but it's so confusing for family members, even ones who were directly affected by said person, to try to cover up for them. This next story is, Entitled Mom threatened to kick me out a few days ago but is now begging for me to stay? For context, my mom is an extremely toxic person. Ever since I can remember, my mom has threatened to kick me out. When I was little, if I misbehaved, it doesn't matter if it was a small mistake that any little kid would make. She would force me to pack my things in plastic bags. 
even going as far as to drive me to the police station to show me where she'd leave me if I continued to misbehave. My mom would continuously always act as if I was a difficult child to raise, mostly because of the mental health problems I developed due to her constantly mistreating me as a kid. It was extremely isolating as everyone around me believed I was a crazy demon spawn child and she was the poor single mom trying her best to raise a terrible kid. Due to the narrative that my mom built around me, it was extremely psychologically tormenting to the point where I even started to believe that I was the demon spawn child that my mom wanted so desperately to paint me as. Now that I'm older and no longer idolize my mom as I used to, I really resent her and can see how she really isn't that good of a mom or at least hasn't been that good of a mom to me. She blames everyone but herself for the reason I resent her now and because of that. My mom honestly has split personalities. It's like one personality is her true one that she doesn't show often and another is a mask. No one, even therapists, never believe me when I explain the type of abuse my mom has put me through because of how good she is at keeping her mask. A few weeks ago, my mom got angry at me and had one of her outbursts where she began hitting me, violently dragging me across the floor and trying to force me out the front door. Mind you, it was extremely cold outside and I only had a t-shirt on, so she was just willing to kick me out in the cold with nothing but a t-shirt and pajama pants on. I fought back against her as best as I could. My mom goes to the gym regularly and I'm a hermit, so I'm in no way stronger than her physically, but despite this, she would later try to act like I was the one that initiated the fight. After a while of her trying to drag me out of the house and me struggling, she gives up and storms off, asking me why I'm trying to ruin her life and that I can leave if I hate living with her so much. I'm literally 16 and my mom's speaking like I'm a grown adult capable of taking care of myself when that's not the case. I'm dependent on my mom for basic things. Yet she constantly treats these things like they're privileges that she has the right to revoke whenever she feels like it. I even asked her why she bring a child into this world if she was just going to treat me like crap, to which she refused to respond. After that happened, I told my aunt what happened, and she was extremely sad that my mom would treat me this bad. I never really revealed to my aunt before that my mom treated me this way because my mom would explicitly tell me not to tell my aunt anything about her, or that my aunt didn't actually care about me and she was just using me, which made me distance myself from my aunt, even though she probably had been a better parent and guardian to me than my mom has ever been. She told me I was welcome to stay with her, so I began planning to stay with her. Meanwhile, my mom was still in her fit, telling me that I can live wherever I want, I just can't live with her anymore. But when it came to it and I asked her to give me permission to live with my aunt, since legally I can't live with my aunt without my mom's permission, she wouldn't budge. And the next day she went and had a big fake apology about how she wants to change her actions and build our relationship back up. I told her that wasn't going to work out because if she ever wanted to fix our relationship, she was going to have to go and get therapy to work on herself first. She immediately got angry at me and refused to get help, which is how I knew her apology was never genuine. It was just damage control. Now I'm not sure what to do. I know I can't live with my mom anymore because it's so mentally and physically draining. Throughout the years living with her, it's only worsened my depression and anxiety. I really don't know what to do at this point and it sucks. 
My aunt has told me that legally she can press charges on my mom for the bruises, but I told her I don't want her to do that since I think that's way too much. And my bruises weren't that bad anyways, but I don't know what to do anymore. I just really need advice on the best approach to fixing the relationship between me and my mom. Honestly, I think continue to put that pressure on her and... I mean, you'll probably never get her to go, but she needs to go to like some kind of therapy. This next story is Entitled Mother Calls Police on Me, My Neighbor, and My Family. First thing I need to say, I'm a 21-year-old trans woman, and my neighbor and grandpa are 73 years old. Grandpa has major problems with sleeping, so on Wednesday, two weeks ago, when winter came with full power to our country and covered everything in snow, my grandpa went out and decided to shovel the snow that had fallen on the sidewalk in front of the neighbor's house. This neighbor is an awesome, almost 90-year-old lady, and it was 6 a.m. when he got here and started to clean the sidewalk. He only shoveled the snow from two meters distance from the sidewalk, when entitled Karen ran from her house and started screaming at him because, in her opinion, he was disturbing the silence. My grandpa's almost deaf, and he didn't like Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Like when someone screamed at him for no reason, so he ignored her and went back to dealing with snow. Karen realized that he wasn't listening to her screaming, so she decided to kick my grandpa. Of course, she didn't calculate when it's good movement to kick someone and kicked him right when the shovel was reaching the point in the air. That caused my granddad to drop the shovel. The shovel flew back right into Karen's face. She screamed some bad words at him and then went back to the house. My granddad finished his job, came back home, and told us what happened. We laughed and after that went straight to my parking spot to move my car because our other neighbor, let's call him Steve, 
wanted to reverse his record to the garage. Next to where my car, an old Citroen Xara Picasso was parked. Right here, I need to say, my car was rear-ended a few days earlier, and it won't move very fast due to locked rear wheels. The bearings were destroyed when rear-ended. So Steve decided to help me with the Citroen. He attached his car to the tree and the rear to his wrecker, a few poles, and my egg-shaped car was in way better condition. But while we were doing this, we shaked a lot of snow and ice from the tree, and most of it landed on old power lines running on the opposite side of the small garage drive street. It was a power line that goes to the new house 100 meters away, but the house burned down 5 years ago, and there's now just empty space. We didn't care about it so much, like everybody in this neighborhood, but not Karen. She was walking with her kid down the road when we were force-fixing my Citroen. Her kid is an adopted six-year-old, and I know from this lady who lives next to Karen that Karen screams every day at her daughter for every reason. Karen saw us and started screaming that we cut her electricity off and we're not supposed to be here because it's private property and we're trespassing and stealing things from garages. She also called me a criminal. Because of stress, my voice lowered itself to deep low, and she tried to attack me, but for self-defense, I fired on her from the fire extinguisher I took out from my car. Steve, pissed as heck after the whole day and the broken winch on the wrecker, told her to screw off, and that made Karen lose control. She took out a wrench that was lying on the wrecker's upfit and smashed the taillights on my car and Steve's wrecker, then threw the wrench into the wrecker's windshield, causing it to break. Then she took her kid and ran away. Three days later, I was woken up at 7am by someone who was ringing our door. I look through the windows and I see a black Kia Seed idling on the neighbor's, Pauline's, driveway. With blue lights on, I realize that those two men are policemen. So I've opened the window and asked who they're looking for. They were looking for Steve, my grandpa, and me. I've called Steve while walking to the door and he came to our house 20 minutes later and we all tell the policemen what happened. I also showed the policeman records from the camera mounted above the parking spot and they asked to bring it into them on Monday. We went to the police station to file a complaint on Karen. After two weeks, I got notified that Karen got charged for break-in, theft, assault, and damaging property. She connected her home to the old power line because she didn't want to pay for energy and the ice shaking from the tree cut her house out. And I was shocked that her fingerprints were found six months earlier when someone broke into my car and stole a lot of valuable things. I don't know what happened to her kid, but I have a hope that she's got a better family. So after everything, this Karen was a thief that was also assaulting everybody it seems like. I just don't know why they didn't report Karen to begin with. Our next story is, Entitled Mother Keeps Destroying My Beautiful Wife's Flowers. At the time of these events, we lived in a nice house on a cul-de-sac up on the hill with a great view of the alley and the lake. Our property is long and narrow. It's about twice as long as any other lot on the street. But instead of a big backyard, it has a really long side yard that extends from the driveway to the corner of the cul-de-sac with the main road. It's mostly grass, but there is a cluster of scrub oak in a flower garden that takes up the last 12 to 15 feet of it. After the scrub oak is a chain link fence, and beyond that is the side of the next house down the hill on the main road. You can see their driveway and backyard from the middle of the scrub oak cluster. This is all important. The reason it's important is because these neighbors have chickens and a rooster. When we moved in, there were a lot of failed flowering plants on the property. 
The only non-weed growing in abundance in this side yard flower garden were iris. I swear, you can grow iris anywhere. But they aren't the longest lived flowers in the world. My beautiful wife had great plans for this space, but she knew that she needed to start with some small plants, and as they grew, the rest of the plans would develop. She started with some annuals that could start to reclaim the land from the weeds, and some ground covers. As they progressed, they would help choke out the unwanted grasses. She knew that it would take some time, but she'd done it all before. It would eventually involve peonies, hibiscus, clematis, crocus, tulips, hostess, marigold, and petunias layered so that the taller plants backed the shorter ones. But imagine her surprise when she goes to plant another round just to find a fair number of the small first ones had been trampled and crushed. It was thoroughly disheartening. So she buys more and plants them only to find them crushed and trampled as well a few days later. And it repeats. She's starting to feel like it's a waste of money to plant anything in this area. And finally, we discover what's happening. We catch the daughter of the people, two houses down the circle from us, with her toddler son in a stroller, pushing him right up to the chain link fence without any concern about what damage she and the stroller do. My beautiful wife says, What do you think you're doing in my garden? The entitled mother says, my son wants to see the chickens. They gave us permission to see them anytime we want. My wife says, great, then go see them. She says, we are. Wife says, not here you're not. She says, they gave us permission. My wife says, then go to their house. She says, that's too far. And then I have to push him back up the hill from here. He can see them just fine from here. Wife says, except you don't have permission to be here. She says, they gave me permission. Wife says, no, they didn't. They can't give permission for my property. Don't you see what you're doing to my plants? The entitled mother scoffs and says, these weeds? My wife says, look closer. You've destroyed five new little plants that I paid good money for and not for you to run them over with your stroller. And that's just today. I've had to replant them five times now. She says, I only see weeds. Wife says, it doesn't matter what you see, you are not welcome here. You are trespassing on my property. If you want to go see the chickens, go to their house and see the chickens. But stay out of my garden. If I see you here again, I will have the police explain it to you. And my beautiful wife sent her away while she complained the whole way back to the street. And that was the end of it because entitled people give up on their entitlements just like that, right? You, dear reader, are much too wise to believe that. Of course, we keep finding our plantings destroyed. We start to see ruts form in the lawn from the frequent crossing of the stroller over it. We catch them sometimes and repel them. They still keep going to see the chickens. From what we can tell, it's at least daily and possibly several times a day. We both work. There's a few windows that see out of the house in that direction. If we see her going down the street in front of our house from the kitchen, we can block her, but she keeps coming back. She always claims to have permission. We always inform her that she does not. She never pays for the damage that she also never acknowledges happened. We talk to the police about it. They give her a stern warning, but it does nothing to deter her and clearly does not scare her. We can't tell if she's just too stoned to care or has some other glitch that blocks her from getting the message. She is relentless. I only wish that motion-activated sprinklers were a thing when this was going on. It would have been the perfect use for them. Finally, one day, she just stops appearing. The ruts start to heal. 
My beautiful wife cautiously plants a few cheap starters and they take. Sometime later in conversing with the owner of the chickens, we learn that she's serving time. Apparently she was using a great deal and variety of illegal substances and had been caught holding enough stuff for them to take it fairly seriously. Her beautiful little boy still lives there, grandma's raising him now, and they drive down about once a week so he can see the chickens. And he is oh so good with the chicks. Clearly we never got through the fog in her mind and understanding that she did not have permission. But we never saw her again while we lived here. I just end up feeling bad for the kid. The kid just wants to see the chickens, their moms on stuff, poor kid. Our next story is, stepmother keeps a huge picture of my ex in the living room. Backstory, I was previously married to a man, I came out as lesbian two years in. Things ended as mutually as possible, but we don't talk. Divorced for five years now. My stepmother apparently never got over it. She keeps a huge framed picture of us dressed up in the living room. I've asked her to take it down many times. In a heated argument, it got knocked off the wall and broke. She charged me for the repair, even though she hid it while trying to point at it. Fast forward, well, I had a wonderful girlfriend about two years ago. She was intelligent, funny, and quirky cute. She begged me for months to meet my parents. We'd been dating for a little over a year and met all my friends and chosen family but wanted to meet the parents. I explained my past to my stepmother and her tendencies... She understood and stopped asking. Well, long story short, for another post, my stepmother showed up one day, I live 150 miles away, and invited us in person for dinner. I felt obligated to go. When my girlfriend and I arrived, the night went as normal as possible, but then girlfriend brought up the picture of my ex and I. It's a good picture, where was that at? Enter stepmother. She rambled on about how happy we were together and how she, me, was so much more fit back then and it's a shame that it didn't work out for him. It was unbearable. I interpreted and said it's late, we have to go. Girlfriend and I gathered our things. Oh, she always gets so upset about it. It's a part of your past, you need to accept that. Step said as we were packing up. I said, and I'm a different person now. You live in the past, you have to accept that. Not my best line, but I was upset. Girlfriend and I broke up for her to study in another state, and every girl I date now I'm scared to bring over. It's such an awkward, unbearable, and embarrassing thing to do to your stepdaughter. My dad won't help either. He never gets involved with the topic of removing it. I hate that I can't convince her, and I hate that she rubs it in my face. I wish that picture would just disappear. I would say to OP with any new partner, disclose it right away when the topic of your stepmother comes up. You've got nothing to hide or worry about if your partner knows that your stepmother's crazy in that way. Our next story is, but my son needs to watch Bluey. Last night when I went to open Netflix, I found that my TV had been signed out. I went to sign back in and couldn't do it. It had been about a year since I last signed in, so I assumed I'd just forgot my password and requested to reset it. When I went to my email, I saw an email from Netflix this morning saying my password had been successfully changed. Obviously red flag. So I went through all of our subscription services and updated passwords and changed my email password just in case. I got a call from my brother's ex-wife, let's call her Kate, about an hour ago. They've been divorced about over four years now, asking me why I changed my password. 
I didn't realize that she still had my account info, was a bit annoyed, and told her that someone had changed the password on me and that I didn't feel comfortable giving out my account info, especially not to someone I wasn't in contact with. Jumping back a bit, my in-laws are staying at our home, and at night after everyone goes to bed, I guess we have four devices in our home running our Netflix account simultaneously. When she called, Kate explained how she tried to get onto our account on Christmas night and was greeted with the message that there were too many users on our account currently so she couldn't access it. She got the idea that it would be totally fine with me if she logged into our Netflix account and changed the password so that her and her new husband could watch their show. Said this calmly, like it was the most reasonable thing in the world. I nearly lost it. I have no idea how anyone would think it would be okay to change someone else's password because you're too cheap to pay for it yourself. I told her I don't want to hear from her anymore, I'm not giving her our info, and hung up. 15 minutes ago, she called my wife and asked for the Disney Plus password. I was lazy and had the same account info for each streaming service, and apparently she figured this out and was logged into several of our services. When I realized who my wife was talking to and what about, I motioned her for the phone. Kate was just whining that she needed to at least have access to Disney Plus so her son, who is 18 months old, could watch Bluey and that he just needed it to be able to get ready for bed. I told her to freak off and hung up. Great way to ruin my mood for the night. I guess better you do this now before Netflix starts charging you because Kate has Netflix opened at her home too. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.